With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now it's the Aldrich family on NBC. But first, this is Bob McKenzie. Beginning Monday over most of these stations, two of your favorite NBC friends will be coming to you at a new time. The first will be Bob Hope and his quips and comments. And by the way, Bob's guest editor this coming week will be screen star Ann Baxter. The second will be that master of the easy style, Dave Garraway. Now, a lot of us have gotten into the habit of tuning in, the boys. So check your newspaper for broadcast times and listen at the new time Monday for two of the most entertaining 15 minutes in radio with Bob Hope and Dave Garraway. Now it's the Aldrich family on NBC. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Yes, it's the Aldrich family, it's transcribed, written by Clifford Goldsmith. The everyday existence of an average teenage boy like Henry Aldrich is always a very complicated affair. Life is one crisis after another. And if the normal run of problems isn't baffling enough, there are always adults around to make things even more difficult. The scene opens in the Aldrich breakfast nook, and the time is morning. Well, Sam, it's good to have you downstairs again. Thank you, Alice. Oh, good morning, everybody. Henry, don't you know you shouldn't whistle? Why not, Mary? Don't you realize Father's just recovering from a virus attack? Oh, did it disturb you, Father? Well, I did feel a slight draft. Sam, I just happened to remember. What have you got in your hand? I forgot to take your temperature before you came down. Alice, you're not going to take my temperature at the breakfast table. But, dear, I really think we should. I haven't had any temperature for three days. Father, is there anything I can do for you? No, thank you, Mary. Henry. Oh, gee whiz, I forgot. Here, Sam, take this scarf and pull your bathrobe collar up. Alice, I don't need anything more around my neck. Can I get you anything, Father? No, thank you. I just wish you'd all stop acting as though I were dying. After all, I'm out of bed. In fact, the doctor says I can stay downstairs two hours today. May I have the hotcakes and sausage, please? Here, dear. Why can't I have hotcakes and sausage? Because milk toast is better for you. That's all I've had for five days. Well, dear, if you continue to improve, how would you like a boiled potato for dinner? <laughs> that 
is certainly something to look forward to. If I eat my milk toast this morning, I may have a boiled potato tonight. Henry! Oh, I'm sorry, Mary. Can't you see that Father's already irritable? What do you mean, I'm irritable? Oh, by the way, Mary, when you come home this afternoon, will you be sure to put the vegetables on in time for dinner? Oh, but, Mother, I've got to run over to the hospital this afternoon. The hospital, Mary? Yes, Henry. Any reason why Joe Graham can't come over here? Father, he's an intern. He only has two hours off, and I told him I'd meet him there instead of his coming all the way over here. Well, then, Henry, you'll have to get the vegetables ready when you get home from school. Yes, Mother. Must Henry get the vegetables ready? Well, my goodness, Sam, I don't know why he can't peel a few potatoes and drop them in a pot. After all, I promised to work at the Red Cross today. You mean I'm going to be left alone all day? Henry, didn't Mary ask you not to whistle? Oh, yes, Mother. I just can't get that tune out of my head. And, Father, don't you worry about a single thing. I'll be home the minute school is out and do anything I can to make you feel better. That's fine, dear. I'll take your temperature. Henry, I don't have a temperature. Well, then I'll keep you bundled up. I don't want to be bundled up. Gee whiz, then I'll just peel the potatoes. Splendid. Hey, hold on a second, Toby. Hey, Henry, wait a minute. I'll walk down the hall with you. Well, hurry up. We'll be late for biology. You done your assignment for today? Well, I sort of glanced through it, Homer, but that's all right. I don't have to know it. What do you mean you don't have to know it? Homer, I got Miss Walker's system all figured out. Now, haven't you ever noticed what she does? Sure. What? Well, she always calls on us alphabetically. That's a fact. And last time she stopped way down in the K's. Oh, no, Henry, you're wrong. She stopped with W. And there's only one other person after that before she comes to Aldridge. Are you sure about that, Homer? Well, sure, I'm sure. That's why I studied last night. Today she's a cinch to call on the A's and the B's. Well, gee whiz, let me start studying this. Well, you haven't time to cram now, Henry. The bell's going to ring any minute. But once, Homer, once back last November, she got up to W and then started going backwards. Well, how do you know she's going to do it again? Well, she might, Homer. She just might. Boy, I pity you if she doesn't, though, Henry. This is the last period of the day, and she'll make you stay after school. But, Homer, I just can't stay after school today. Why not? Well, I have to go right home and peel my father. What? I, I mean the potatoes. <laughs> well, what do you have to peel potatoes for? Because we're going to eat them. Oh, Come on, cut it out! Homer, you know what I think I better do, maybe? What? Get an excuse to go home and just skip biology. Well, what do you tell Mr. Bradley? Well, I'll just tell him, frankly, that I've got to put the potatoes on. But, Henry... Homer, you go on to class. I'm going to go into Mr. Bradley's office here. Henry, will they take potatoes for an excuse? Well, I don't know why they wouldn't. They're perfectly legal. Well, so long, Henry. <laughs> so long. Was there someone you wanted to see, Henry? Um, yes, Mr. Bradley. If you haven't got anything on your mind. Yes. Come in. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Bradley, I'd like to be excused from biology today. You would? What for? Well, I've got to help my mother get some vegetables ready. I see. You feel vegetables are more important than biology? Well, but I've also promised to get home and take care of my father. Your father is ill? Yes, sir. How serious is his illness? Well, he was running a temperature of 103. 103? Yes, sir. That was about four days ago, and nobody knew what it was when I left this morning. The doctor wouldn't say, huh? My father wouldn't even let anybody near him with a thermometer. Well, I'm sorry to hear that about your father. Yes, sir. Uh, Henry, is there any reason why your mother couldn't prepare the vegetables? Well, no, Mr. Bradley, not under ordinary circumstances. But she can today, though. She's out working. Working? Your mother's out working, Henry? Yes, Mr. Bradley. 
She feels that at a time like this, it's the least she can do. Well, I didn't know about that. Uh, your sister Mary isn't working, though, is she? Well, no, sir. Couldn't she help at home? Well, the only trouble is she had to go to the hospital this afternoon. To the hospital? Yes, sir. To the general hospital. Well, I guess there's only one thing we can do under those circumstances. I'll write out an excuse for you. Well, thank you, Mr. Bradley. This all puts quite a responsibility on you, doesn't it, Henry? Oh, I don't mind, Mr. Bradley. And I'm sure my entire family will appreciate this. Now that I remember, your father wasn't present at the luncheon club Monday. Uh, no, Mr. Bradley. Come to think of it, I don't believe he was present last week either, was he? No, sir. It was just a week ago today he began to go under. And how's your mother holding up? Well, you know mother. Father keeps saying he wishes she wouldn't try to be two places at once. She'll exhaust herself. And him, too. Here's your excuse, my boy. Well, thanks again, Mr. Bradley. And, Henry, don't you worry too much about your schoolwork during this. No, sir, Mr. Bradley. I'll try not to. Can I get you anything else, Father? No, thank you. I have my book here. Is your pillow all right? Yes, thank you. Here, I'll throw one more blanket over you. Henry, I don't want any more blankets. Now, please let me read it. Well, just in case you do want anything, I'll be right here. Now, where did I leave my knife? What are you doing, peeling potatoes right here next to my bed? I spread a newspaper on the floor, Father. You know what, Father? I saw somebody once who could take the whole skin off a potato in one long strip. Father? Mm Hmm? Who was it? A sailor in a newsreel. He had a cat, too. A cat? Who? Who has a cat? The sailor. (laughs) Henry, I'm trying to read. Oh, excuse me. You know, Mr. Bradley's a pretty nice guy, isn't he? He said he missed you at the luncheon club. Did he? Yes, sir. He said he hoped we'd all bear up under this. Bear up under what? Well, you in bed and me peeling. Did you like that intern at the hospital Mary's going over to see this afternoon? Hey, Henry, I do appreciate your helping, but I would like very much to finish this book in peace and quiet. Oh, oh, gee whiz, I keep forgetting. Oh, boy, there's the telephone. If that's your mother phoning from the Red Cross, tell her to stop and get some magazines on the way home. Hello? Henry, is that you? Yes, Homer. Can you come over to my house and work on our toboggan? Well, no, Homer, not this afternoon. Well, why not? Because I've got my father on my hands. But, Henry, if we don't finish our toboggan this month, we'll miss all the good sledding. Well, wait a minute, Homer. Hold the line. Father. Well? Father, would you mind if Homer came over very quietly for a little while? I'll be delighted if you stay downstairs. Gee, thanks, Father. Homer, you can come over here. Okay. George Johnson is here with me. I'll bring him along to help. And also Toby Smith. Oh. Well, all right, Homer. And Henry. What do you think happened in biology today? What? Miss Walker didn't even show up. She got the flu. You didn't have any class? No. Goodbye. Well, imagine that. She whiz. Hello? 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 Is that you, Johnson? Yes. This is Bradley up at the high school. Yes, Bradley. You're on my committee at the luncheon club, aren't you? Your committee? The sick committee. Oh, yes. Uh, Johnson, I got some bad news this morning. Oh, uh, is it? Sam Aldrich. He's laid up. Sam Aldrich is? And just between ourselves, Johnson, it's apparently rather serious. No. Oh, yes. 
in bed with a high temperature, and his wife's out working, his daughter's in the hospital. You don't say so. Yes. Evidently, from what his son said, the family has been having a hard time just making ends meet. But, uh, Bradley, I always thought Sam Aldridge was pretty well fixed. So did I. Probably everything's been piling up until this is what you might call a knockout blow. Well, well. And here's what I suggest. Why don't we send flowers to Sam and to his daughter, too? Good idea. Uh, she's at the general hospital, I believe, Henry said. Uh, will you take care of that, Johnson? Well, I certainly will. Oh, only I have a better suggestion, if you don't mind. Yes? Well, instead of sending flowers to Sam, why don't we send something for the whole family? Say, a basket of canned goods? You don't think he'd mind? Oh, we don't have to say where it came from, do we? Good idea. Take care of it, will you? I sure will. Goodbye, Johnson. Come in. Are you busy, Mr. Bradley? You wish to see me, Miss Rumford? Mr. Bradley, is there any reason why, when the Board of Education buys window shades, they can't buy good window shades? I beg your pardon? I'm speaking of the shades in the school cafeteria. Those that are up won't come down, and those that are down won't go up. (laughs) Miss Rumford, please sit down a moment. Yes, Mr. Bradley. That is all you have on your mind. But, Mr. Bradley, there are 14 windows in the cafeteria. I'm afraid, Miss Rumford, some of us don't know what trouble really is. But you have Venetian blinds, Mr. Bradley. That is not what I'm referring to. (laughs) Miss Rumford, let me tell you about a student in this school. His father, we all supposed, was one of the most successful practicing lawyers in town. It now appears, however, that the man is in desperate straits. What's the matter with him? The last I heard, he had a temperature of 103 that was still rising. And there is a daughter in the general hospital. And his mother works out. And the boy himself has to do all the cooking for the entire family. (laughs) And yet some of the members of the faculty here have been jumping on the boy for not being able to keep his mind on his studies. Is that right? While the rest of us go around complaining because a window shade that's down won't go up. Hello, Bradley's office. Oh, this is Johnson again. I just had another idea. Yes, Johnson? I've been talking with the rest of the committee. Oh, why don't I pick you up and we'll go over and call on Sam Aldridge this afternoon in person. Good idea. He's probably all alone. Sure. We'll cheer him up a little. Right. And Bradley... Yes, Johnson? Why don't I try rounding up our barbershop quartet? We'll return to the Aldridge family in just a moment. Fight communism by joining the Crusade for Freedom, the independent movement of the American people which supports Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia. These two freedom networks are shattering the isolation which the Kremlin has imposed on its slave states. As a private enterprise, Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia can hit hard. Exiles speak to their own countrymen, weakening the Reds' morale and authority. They identify informers, denounce brutality, ridicule and expose the falseness of the communist line. They spike the hate and lie campaign of the Soviets against the free world and spread news the communists would try to suppress. Religious and educational programs meet the spiritual and intellectual needs of its listeners. Broadcasts to youth tell the truth about communism and the free world. Help build more transmitters for Radio Free Europe and expand the operation of Radio Free Asia. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom, care of your local postmaster. (laughs) 
now getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Because his mother is helping at the Red Cross, and Mary is visiting at the hospital, Henry is asked to be excused from school early in order to go home and take care of his father, who is recovering from a cold. His explanations, however, have been inadvertently misleading. The scene opens in Mr. Aldrich's bedroom. Father, would you like some toast and another cup of tea? No, thank you. Are you sure you don't want any? I do not want another cup of tea. You have been very helpful, Henry, all afternoon. Suppose now you take up your potatoes and your pans and your paring knife and these tea things and that cake and this pitcher of lemonade and go downstairs and let me have a little sleep. And leave you all alone? I won't mind one bit. Oh, gee, Father, I don't think Mother would want you to go to sleep without someone right here to take the responsibility. I won't mention it to your mother. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll find something you can thump on the floor with just in case you need me. And I wonder if there's anything here in this closet. Uh, Henry, please, just forget I'm even up here. Here, Father, which would you rather have, this umbrella or this baseball bat? I don't care, either one. Well, go ahead, tell me. After all, you're the one that's going to have to do the thumping. I said either one. Well, I guess the bat would make the most noise. All right, then, give me the bat. Well, here, I'll give you both and you can make your own choice. (laughs) Now I'll just take this tray down. What was that? The top of the butter dish. Oh, well, I'll get it. It's right here by your bed. Just leave it there. Yes, sir. Goodbye for now. Whoops. Well, I'll come back for that one, too. You needn't come back for it. Just leave. And if you don't look out, you're going to drop another. I got it. You don't have to worry about a thing, Father. Henry? 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 Henry Aldrich! That's a fine thing. Henry! Were you calling on phone? I was. Please answer the telephone. Oh, yes, sir. Then pick up what's left of this butter dish. Yes, sir. Hello? Hello? Who is it? What number did you call, please? Father, what number did you call? I didn't call any number. Well, I guess you called the wrong one. (laughs) Operator, it's our mistake. Well, isn't that strange? Listen, Father, what do you think I found downstairs? What? Well, just as I went down, I happened to see somebody running off the front porch. So I opened the door, and there was a great big basket of groceries. Why did the boy leave them at the front door? Well, I don't know. It's canned goods and oranges, and there's two chickens. Good. Apparently, your mother's planning to have a real dinner for me for a change. And right on top of this basket, there was a card. What does it say? Um, head up, chin up, chest up, grin. Step up, buck up, pep up, grin. Why would the grocer leave a message like that? Probably the price of chicken has gone up again. Will you please pick up that broken dish? Oh, yes, Father. Ouch! Well, imagine that. What's the matter? Oh, it's all right. I just cut my finger on a piece of the dish. Let me see it. It isn't anything. If it's as deep as it looks, you'd better put something on it. Well, I'll get something in the bathroom. Don't worry about it, Father. Henry! 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 Henry, where are my slippers? Hello? May I speak with Mrs. Aldridge, please? Mrs. Aldridge isn't here. Is this Mr. Aldridge? It is. Well, this is Miss Rumford. 
the cafeteria manager up at the high school. Yes? Mr. Aldridge, do you suppose Mrs. Aldridge would like a part-time position in our lunchroom? I beg your pardon? It wouldn't pay a great deal, of course, but she'd get her lunch free, and after all, that would help. Will you say that again very slowly, please? Father, did you see the iodine any place? Henry, I'm talking on the telephone. What was that, Mr. Aldridge? I'm sorry, but my son is just hurt. Oh, isn't that too bad? <laughs> my goodness, troubles never come singly, do they? What was that? Why don't I call when Mrs. Aldridge comes in from work and talk to her then? That would probably be best. Yes, goodbye. Goodbye. Father, do you realize you're out of bed? Did you find the iodine? No, sir. Come into the bathroom with me. Well, just look, Father. Come with me. Now, who do you suppose that could be at the front door? I have no idea. Go, I'll go down. Hey, Henry! Is that you downstairs, Homer? Yes, come on down. The gang's here to help finish out the bargain. Hi, Henry. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Boy, Toby, you don't know a darn thing about fixing toboggans. I sure do, Homer. When you sand the bottom, you got to hold the sander like this. Oh, wait a minute, fellas. Look, if we're going to make any noise, we shouldn't stay here in the living room. But, Henry, we stopped hammering on the toboggan, didn't we? Well, sure, George, only I think my father can still hear us. Why don't we go down in the basement? Because, Homer, I have to be here when my father calls for help. Come on, George. When we finish the sander, we're all through. Okay, Toby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Father. <laughs> now keep it quiet, fellas. Toss the football here, Toby. Now to me, Homer. Yeah. Nice catch, George. Back to me. Here I am, Toby. Boy, what a pass. Here you are, Homer. Wait, Henry, I'm tying my shoe. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. I'm sorry, Father. Here's the rest of the string beans, Henry. Gee, thanks, George. Are we all through here in the kitchen? Sure, Homer. The potatoes are peeled, the lettuce is washed, and the string beans are strung. Where will we put them? Oh, yeah. Uh, Toby, would you reach up in that cupboard and get that big pot? Well, I'll get it, Hen. No, oh, you're too short, Homer. Let Toby... Oh, gee whiz. We're sorry, Mr. Aldrich! Father? Father, did you know you knocked some plaster out of the ceiling? What's that? Goodbye, Goodbye Mr. Aldrich! Aldrich. Hello there, Henry. Gee whiz, Mr. Bradley. Howdy, son. Mm. How do you do, Mr. Johnson? You don't suppose we could step upstairs and say hello to your father, could we? Why? Why? Is he asleep? Henry! No, I guess he isn't. Henry, we go right up these stairs here? Yes, sir. We're right up there. Now, don't you overdo, Henry. You've got quite a load there these days in those shoulders of yours. I... Sam's place is certainly run down. Did you see that broken window? I know. And plaster all over the floor. Henry, didn't I tell you to send those boys home? It's only us, Sam. Who? A committee from the luncheon club. 
Well, well, Johnson. Hello, Bradley. How'd you happen to come over? Just thought we'd drop in and see how you are. Well, I, I must have stepped on a plate here on the floor. Didn't Henry pick that up? Oh, that's all right, Sam. Sleeping dogs lie, eh? Well, sit down, sit down. Uh, no, we can't stay but a minute, Sam. Hey, don't step on that piece of toast. Uh, yes, uh, thanks for the warning. You know, Sam, I can say it sincerely. You never looked so well in your life. And I feel well. I feel fine. Oh, that's keeping up the old spirits. You aren't worried, are you? Who, I? Worried? We tried to round up the barbershop quartet for you. Well, I never felt better. The barbershop quartet? Sam, why didn't you let us know about all this? Well, I figured it was one of those things. I'd better grin and bear it alone. Isn't that like him, Bradley? The same old Sam. Sam, they say it never rains, but it pours. But remember this. It always shines afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose we'd better be going. Yes, Bradley. We uh, probably tired him as it is. You've tired me? Uh, goodbye, Sam. Uh, Take care of yourself. Well, I certainly appreciate your coming over. And don't worry, Sam. I never worry. Goodbye. There, Johnson is a man of courage. Uh, he's still young, Bradley. Vigorous. He can start all over. Say, let's go back to his room for a minute. What for? Well, no reason why I can't throw a little business his way is there. Sam! Oh, uh, did you leave something? As soon as you get on your feet, old man, drop into my office. I'd like to have a little talk with you. Oh, certainly. I'd be glad to give you any help I can. Hello, dear. Hello. Well, for goodness sake, Mr. Bradley. How do you do? And Mr. Johnson. Well, Mrs. Aldridge, you're looking well. And how is Sam feeling? Have a nice quiet day, dear. Quiet isn't the word. Well, you're not used to being alone. Sam, how do you like my new coat? Oh, you bought that coat today? Yes, dear. I worked so hard I had to do something to cheer myself up. Well, uh, Mrs. Aldridge, it's uh, very good looking. Yes, it certainly is. Alice, where'd you get enough money to pay for it? I charged it. But look at what I brought you, Sam, to make up for it. What is it? Some travel folders. I think it'd do you a world of good, dear, if you took a trip to South America. South America? South America? South America? Yes. <laughs> Alice, how could I possibly afford a trip to South America? I'd go with you. Oh, isn't that like a Bradley? No matter how things look, she's always the one to joke about it. Hello, Father. Hi, Mary. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Bradley? Well, how, do how do you do, do, Mary? Father, look at the lovely flowers that were sent to me at the hospital. To you? Yes, and it's the strangest thing. All the card said was to a brave little girl. Probably Joe Graham sent them to you as a joke. Mary, are you home from the hospital for good? For good? How long were you there? About three quarters of an hour. Well... Isn't that fine? Why don't we all sit down? I confess I'm a little tired. You have a hard day, Alice. Oh, I wouldn't work this hard for anyone but the Red Cross. Uh, Mrs. Aldrich, did you say the Red Cross? Yes, with a war in Korea, it's the least anyone can do. Yes. You've been working at the Red Cross? I certainly have. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Isn't that pie? Uh, Bradley, I think maybe we better be going. Yes. Mother, did you order that big basket of groceries down in the kitchen? What basket? I'm sure the store must have sent them by mistake. Uh, Mary, supposing you give us that basket and let us return it to the store for you. Oh, would you mind, Mr. Bradley? Somebody must have gotten things confused. Yes, somebody must have. Well, goodbye, Sam. Goodbye. 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 Alice, I don't know what to make of all this. Make of what, Sam? Mother, father, what do you think's just been delivered? What? A ton of coal. 
And there's another poem with it. I didn't order any coal. It's from the Centerville Luncheon Club. Sam, will you please tell me what's going on here? And will someone please tell me why those two men acted as though I'm dying? Well, that's what I say. This afternoon when I went into Mr. Bradley's office, he didn't even know you'd been sick. Henry, when you went in there, what did you say to Mr. Bradley? Nothing. I just told him I had to peel the potatoes. Mother, Miss Rumford just arrived to help us get dinner. Get dinner? Our dinner? Yes, she said Father told her on the phone that Henry was hurt. Sam, what did you say to Miss Rumford? Alice, before this goes any further, get me some aspirin and an ice bag. In these days of world crisis, when our nation and its citizens need spiritual strength and guidance, all of us should think about what religion means to us and to our country. More than anything else, it is religious faith that makes our way of life possible and worthwhile. During this month of November, people of many faiths are joining in a great Religion in American Life campaign. Wherever you are, whatever your faith may be, you're asked to join in this campaign. Take your problems to church this week. Millions leave them there. potatoes very well. well. Thank you, Mother. Now, who could that be? I'll go see, Father. You're tired, aren't you, Sam? That is an understatement. It's been a hard day, Alice. All I want now is a little quiet. Well, you can go to bed right after dinner, dear. Father? Yes, Henry? There are four men out in the porch, and one of them has a pitch pipe. <laughs> The Aldrich Family is transcribed, is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Jack Grimes. Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with The Aldrich Family. Good night, everybody. Tonight, it's the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show on NBC.